If you've ever opened a virus on your PC, then you know what's coming next. It's the fellas. Yeah, I think that one went on a bit too long. That's my that's my bad. I was waiting for a drop. I should have listened to that a bit more before we decided to use that. You, know, you get the spooky music and then some shit. I, I don't. I think well, yeah, I mean, some kind of drop, but you know what? You don't deserve one. We don't yeah, need that, is, one. that is true. We we know. I will go with the the first part you said. We don't deserve a drop because we are supposed to release this in Halloween. But you know what can I say? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, then again, this movie didn't come out during Halloween anyway. So did it not? It, no. It, oh, it, it, man, I'm so didn't. fucked up. I don't even know where I am anymore. When did this movie come out? Uh, November 19th. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're not we're not too far behind schedule, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, hey, guys, you're listening to The Fellas. As always, it's Antoine and Ray. Uh, today we watched, uh, it was a long time coming. I dragged my ass, uh, back to a movie theater to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. Uh, was I disappointed? Well, we'll find out by the end of the review. Well, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I'm wondering, should I go over the controversy associated with this, or should we just go right into uh, talking about the actors? Let's just go with the controversy, man. There's not really much to talk about these actors. All right, so... Hopefully, a lot of people know about this. If not, just just go to YouTube and type in, you know, Ghostbusters controversy because it's it's a shit show. It's it's really long. But to put it mildly, we'll put it like this: some chick named Amy Pascal over at Sony uh, Movie Properties. What they do is they when they have an intellectual property, you're not going to do something new. What they typically do is find some script they feel is not going to work. And they say, yeah, we'll just attach it to this intellectual property and put Ghostbusters at the top of it, and we'll run with that. Just to keep the property going. If they well, not it. not so much just to keep the property going, but you have a movie that seems like it has potential, but you know damn well there's nothing that'll pull people in to see it. So you say, hey, I'm going to attach this IP to it. It'll go from there. Sometimes this works. Sometimes it doesn't. A good example of it working, fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Joker. Okay. Yeah, that was, there was no one who came up and said, hey, let's make a movie about the Joker and this is what it'll be like. No, someone came up with a movie that it was almost like a um, a remake of a movie called The Comedian. It was pretty much the same kind of premise. And Warner Brothers was like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good movie, but honestly, I can't see people coming to the theater to watch this shit. There's no, no sort of hook that'll pull people out. Oh, you know what? Let's call it Joker and say that this comedian is the Joker. Okay. You know what? Okay. You know, I mean, it won't cost much to make the movie. <clears throat> let's see how that works. And it fucking blew up. It didn't blow up because it was the Joker. It was genuinely... A great movie. Good. It was a good movie. It was a good story. It was a good movie. It's something that could connect to people. But if I'm being completely honest, I never would have went to the fucking theater to see that. If, if it, it was called The Comedian, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Well, I mean, I, I mean... It was called The Joker, and that got me in there. Yeah. And once I watched it, yeah, it was The Joker in name only. But the movie was genuinely good. And that's the value of having an IP. That's where the real value of an IP comes from. Because we have fans that we can just get them in the theater. It's not to get them to like the movie. It's to get them into the theater. However, if they come in there and they don't like the movie, 
you pretty much just shot that IP in the dick. Yes. Because its value is now gone. Well, that's mm. what pretty much happened with this uh, last Ghostbusters movie. Oh, you, you're talking about the 2016 one. The 2016 one, yeah. Okay, that was the one before the last. Yeah, the, the 26... But here's the rub. Uh, the 2016 one what they actually wanted to do was reboot the entire Ghostbusters universe to change it into a wacky female empowerment thing. And the fucked up thing was, if the Ghostbusters IP had been worth a bit more, I'm fairly sure the board of directors would have had none of this nonsense. No, it was... I mean, because Amy Pascal, her whole thing was to use that IP to promote a movement. And for some, I don't know why they fucking keep doing this. I don't know why they keep fucking doing this. They need to stop. But certain executive... Okay, fuck it. Let's be honest. Women okay, in a position of power get this idea that, hey, I'm a woman and I like feeling good about myself. So you know what will make a bunch of money is movies that make people feel good about themselves instead of saying hey movies that will entertain an audience no i'm gonna make a movie that makes women feel good about themselves and then they choose an ip where 98 percent of the, the the audience is male so no one fucking comes i mean first of all you're just cutting your demographic in half no you're doing more than cutting it in half when you choose and if I wanted to take, if I wanted to make a remake of the Bridges of Madison County and make it a female, uh, female power jackoff fantasy, I'm sure women would love it. Okay. Okay. But if I'm gonna go and take uh, Conan the Barbarian and make it all about some chick who comes in and beats up Conan, and the movie follows her doing ridiculously unrealistic shit for two hours. That's going to be a problem. Or I, if I, got, I take the Terminator and kill mm-hmm. off every man <clears throat> and make it just about three chicks running around beating up men in Terminators and shit. I got a better one. I got a better one. <clears throat> How about we take a nice, great, wholesome brand mm-hmm. like Golden Girls. Okay. And we make them tra- trans men that work at a strip joint called Golden Girls. I would watch that. And here's the worst part. You've never worked in the film movie industry in your life. Okay. To, to my knowledge. Okay, okay, okay. And you just came up with an idea that I would rather watch than Ghostbusters 2016. And this is just on paper. Okay. This is before I, I read the script or saw trailers. This is just on paper. Hey, <clears throat> why don't, instead of making a Ghostbusters sequel, yeah, we make one with a cast of nothing but women who are generally not funny, and we're going to shit on every man that we find. And have and, pussy jokes. Yes, and I would say, hmm, well, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I want to see that. That does not sound like something I would appreciate spending my money on. Okay, okay, okay. 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 What if we reboot the Golden Girls okay, okay. with a bunch of elderly trans men who identify as women, women. working at a strip club. I'm like, that actually sounds like a fucking good movie. That is the most <laughs> lunatic thing I've ever heard. And I will be there opening night. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll go see. I'm not saying I'll like it, 
but you 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 did your job. You got me in the door. Well, they got you in the door, but the thing is, it has nothing to do with the old Golden Girls, but it but, has that same vibe. But, but remember, remember what we just talked about. Yes. The IP is just to get you to come to see the movie, not yep. to get you to like yep. it. So we'll talk. We'll. I got a script about some dudes working in a strip club. Okay, check it. We'll make them trans, so they identify as women. Yep. Call the strip club Golden Girls. We'll call the movie Golden Girls. So anyone who's fans of Golden Girls. Yep. We'll come see it. They may not like it, but we got them in the door. So if uh, Hollywood actually uses this idea, come find us and give us some royalty mm-hmm. check, please. Now, where this plan shoots itself in the dick is when you say, hey, even better idea. We're going to have the actors. We're going to have them tweet and do interviews and go on talk shows. And the entire time, we will say how anyone who likes Golden Girls in the past is an absolute piece of shit. Okay. okay. So we're going to use this IP of Golden Girls. For the sole purpose of getting people who like Golden Girls in yep. to see this movie. But before we do that, before the movie releases, we're going to say, by the way, anyone who does like Golden Girls, who would want to see a Golden Girls reboot, you guys are pieces of fucking shit, and I hope you all fucking die. Very true. And Very then, true. when the movie doesn't make money, we're going to say they were all racist. Okay. Nothing to do with me saying, fuck you, don't watch the movie. It's because you're all racist. Yeah. Or this is how you... Or, or transphobic, or whatever it is. Whatever, whatever. Either way, we can all agree, all you guys are complete fucking pieces of shit. Tickets go on sale, $8. And then the director goes online and starts talking so much shit to all the fans of Golden Girls. Yeah. And, um... Well, see, now we're just muddying the waters. Yeah, see, we, yeah. We, we, But you get the point. So, this chick was like, yeah... We're going to put out this movie. We're going to completely redo it. And because she is rah, 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 girl power, girl power, she hates anything that is male-centric. Anything that's... I used to have a saying that the overwhelming majority of women or the average woman doesn't like to see a man happy. Because if he's happy, she'll sit there and say, what the fuck's he got to be happy about? He's clearly doing something wrong. Okay. He's up to some shit. And this chick just fucking hated anything that in any way was a male bonding thing and Ghostbusters it was a male bonding thing it was a male bonding thing because it was a movie about some underdogs trying to start their own business and in the process they're doing things you know knee slapping back of the head slapping this is a colloquialism the sort of back of the head slapping that guys would get that guys would bond yes over locker room talk locker room talk the guys would bond over and that's why guys were like yo i fucking love this movie yeah, it's I love this great movie. and she was like fuck that noise so i'm gonna take this intellectual property but i don't just want to redo the old property i want to fucking kill it so they went out of their way there was some internal politics yep the original director of ghostbusters who would not let them make a new one unless he signed off on it he eventually signed off on it because uh, was it Howard Ramis? Howard Ramis died. Because yeah. Howard Ramis died, and it kind of broke his heart. And he was like, "You know what? I'm fucking done. Just, just fucking do what you want with it." So they took it and they proceeded to take that movie and fuck it in the mouth until it became gay. Yeah. And then you have Ghostbusters 2016. Yep. You know, uh, the original being about four guys, you know, starting up their own business, and they decided to make a movie about three lesbians and a gorilla walking around just talking about inane shit. It, it genuinely felt like me walking down the street next to like it three was or four th- broads just talking about nonsense. It, 
it felt aimless. Is, the only problem is I couldn't look at him and be like, "Will you, will you yappy broad, just shut the fuck up, just there, shut up." There was one funny moment in the movie, and it didn't come from any of them. It came from a cop that was a male mm-hmm. that says, uh, "Are you talking about Ghost?" It actually made me laugh because the way it was delivered was actually funny. That one joke, the whole thing was painful. I don't it know was, how you could get through filming this shit well, thinking it's here's, good. Well, here's the thing: they didn't. There's if you ever watch Midnight's Edge, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes mm. shit with how uh, the, the dumpy fat chick with the glasses... Melissa McCarthy? How Melissa McCarthy, she really wanted to get in on it because she loved the real Ghostbusters And then she wanted to get out of it. And then, like, as soon as production started and she saw how it was going, she spent the whole time in her trailer crying, speaking with her agent, finding if there's any way she can get out of this. Yeah, well, it's too late now. Because she realized this is a fucking dumpster fire. Now, uh, Grace Jones... No, not Grace Jones. No, no. I have no idea. All right. I'm, I'm going to call her Monkey. No, don't, monkey, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't what, do that. What? Don't, don't do that. It's a cute nickname. No, it's... No, it's like man. A, like a pet name. No, don't do that, man. All right, all right, whatever. Look, either way, is like, she'll do whatever she's told. She just wants the money. <laughs> I thought it was just the Ghostbusters bad writing, and maybe she's a better actress. And then I saw Coming to America Part 2, and I said, oh, wait, she can't act for shit. Okay, so there's, there's that. Well, you know, you had to swallow your vomit just a little bit. As you uh, see, you talking about the coming to America. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a titty. I Leslie not. Jones, not Grace Jones. Very oh, close Leslie last name. I don't like that name. <laughs> that I can't. I can't remember that name. It's too complicated. I'm gonna call her Mojo Jojo. So Mojo Jojo, she's in the movie, and you know she's basically cooning it up. You know, and I like that sort of thing. But she wasn't fucking funny. And then the other two unnamed chicks. Who the fuck knows? And basically, they tried to get chicks to be a carbon copy of who the male Ghostbusters were. But, but it, unsuccessful. It did not feel right because that's just who the actors were yeah. in the original one. They had passion. So, make a long story short, uh, they realized, Amy Pascal realized, Yo, this is a fucking train wreck. This is going to be fucking awful. It's everything I wanted. And even I know this is fucking awful. Yeah. So they started uh, this thing where they, they started, uh, what's the word? Controversy. They did everything they could to piss men off so that, you know, men on the internet would lash out and they could say, aha, if it goes bad, and I'm not saying it's going to go bad, but if it does go bad, this is exactly why. Yeah. And they would do everything they could to poke the bear. And then the movie comes out. And it bombs. Lo and behold, it bombed. Who would have guessed? It was so fucking bad that they tainted that IP to a point that Sony was like, this is now garbage. And I know a lot of millennials that refused to watch the new movie based off of that last movie that was released. Yeah. The value of that IP was right next to the value of Pets.com stock. Okay. That's how valueless that IP became after what she did. So now the credibility of all these reviewers online on Rotten Tomatoes are now trying to... Ray, uh, Ray, I'm going to stop you right there. They're trying to I'm hold... Gonna, I'm going to stop you to right there. To be somewhat non-consistent. Professional movie reviewers, like like mainstream oh, they get, reviewers... Oh, they, they get addicted to ass and they, they have to uh, they, be paid they, for the reviews? They have no credibility because they're whores. Okay, yeah, yeah. They know it and most people do know it. 
They want to go to the, you know, the pre-release party and get the tickets in advance. And they know that if they come back and say this movie was a bucket of shit, then they're not going to get those sort of tickets or that sort of press anymore. So they're they're just doing what they're paid. We all know that. But that's neither here nor there. The, the value of the IP becoming dog shit. Unlike popular belief, you'd be like, well, that's, that's a bad thing. You destroy Ghostbusters. No, that's a good thing. Because had the value of that IP not gone to dog shit, they wouldn't have given it to Reitman son jason reitman do what you want we don't fucking care here's a shoestring budget it doesn't matter nothing's gonna and what he did with that shoestring budget was he and it wasn't even difficult and he made a new ghostbusters that pretended the one before it didn't happen and it took all the fucking money it was just banging and you know what it wasn't woke either no you know and you know what this movie is timeless the reason why i say it's timeless is because there were no cell phones in this movie Mm -hmm. so like if you were to watch it 20 years from today and not see a cell phone in their hands then you can relate because you would think that the technology they're using is today's technology okay that's a goofy thing to say but all right that's fine they, they made up a premise saying oh there's no cell towers here so we can't use, use cell, cell phones. phones that's not why there were no cell phones but no it's a great thing to keep no I'm, technology I'm, out of their hands you know, from them texting and doing all this other but stuff that's, but that's not why they didn't put cell phones in it's because no cell phone carrier would give them money well either or it's better for if it there's actually. a cell phone you will see the screen and you will see the little at&t or t-mobile or verizon yeah. or whatever up there and because no one was willing to give them money for the product placement they said fuck it we're not going to give someone free product placement i mean it still would have had to ask hey at&t can we have your logo on the phone well okay like, why the fuck would i ask you for me to give you free product but, placement but fuck it's you to me, I felt that it would be better that they didn't because how many movies do you watch these days where you see the fucking text message bubble running through the fucking that's, movie? That's just for that particular type of movie. Yeah, that's, that's I know, I know, movie. I know. I just find that it just pulls you out from the brand. I, I suppose, but I, we're, we're getting off topic. Yeah. It's just, so that's the conundrum that happened with Ghostbusters. So now we have this new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, you know, attempts to fix all that. Now, what I want to do is go through first just a basic plot and we'll also point out the characters while we go through the plot egon who was originally played by uh howard ramus who you know he, he passed away you know god bless his soul uh he moves out to the middle of nowhere and you see him going through so you don't know what's going on but it's something really really serious they set up the atmosphere and this is key because this catches you We'll right off the this, bat yeah we'll go into this more but it really catches you like what the fuck's going on you know is there something is happening and it, it pulls you in immediately like yo i want to know what the fuck's going on he's luring a ghost back to his uh his farm he has this this trap set up to get the ghost the trap fails and the ghost ends up killing him which i didn't think that was something the ghosts were able to do i think there was a rule about that but i don't know i have to rewatch part one so his estranged daughter and her two kids they get a notice in new york hey you know, your dad's dead. Come up north to get his shit. So she's like, oh, okay, great. Because, you know, she's a single mom. She's got no money. Things are tough. You know, so they all pile in the car, drive up there. Once they get up there, they see he's got the farm and pretty much nothing yeah. else. Now, the granddaughter played by, uh, what's this chick? McKenna Grace. No, that's not the girl, is it? It's McKenna Grace. That's like a grown-ass woman. Okay, anyway, she uh, she's something of a genius and she's an introvert. She just doesn't do stuff with people and she's 
awkward and this and that. A lot like Egon. So clearly she's the representation for Egon in this. And by the way, I will also say best actor in the movie. Yes. She did a wonderful job. Uh, her brother is played by, I believe, uh, Fan Wolfhard. Weird name, but whatever. Yeah, he's apparently the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, he plays as her uh, her brother, Trevor. If Phoebe is going to be a plate replacement for Egon, this guy is a replacement for Peter. Yep. He just wants to hang out. And With he, the chicks. He gets a job because of some hot mixed black chick. He wants to get up in there. So he's going to get a job and, of course, lie on his application. And it's smart ass his way with regards to lying on the application. He did a very passable job. Perfectly fine. Another one, another surrogate is Phoebe's, who ends up being Phoebe's best friend she meets in school, is uh, some paranormal conspiracy theorist kid who has a podcast. And his name is... Podcast. His name is Podcast. And I think was the best written character in the entire movie because he had the less time to come into the film to be established and then liked. Yes, yes. He, uh, I think some of his lines could have been a bit better, but for what he was there for, clearly he was something of a comedy relief. But if there was ever going to be someone to replace Ray, he did the job. He did a great he job. He was the replacement for Ray, and he did a great job. Great, great job replacing Ray. I mean, unlike 2016 Ghostbusters, they were doing it right. They weren't saying, hey, I'm Ray. I'm going to act like Ray. It was like, no, I'm just a kid. This is how I act. This is how I think. And you could be like, the you know chemistry what? was all the he, same. He's a lot like Ray. I like that kid. You know, so there they go and they end up little by little. The granddaughter, Phoebe, starts to score, discovering more and more things that shows her grandpa was the Ghostbuster. And they find his stuff and hijinks ensue. Now, you got Paul Rudd. So he's a seismologist. His name is uh, Gruberson, or maybe it's Mr. Gruberson. Yeah. A little bit, he was a little bit stale in what he was doing. But at the end of the day, he was just a place holder so i won't hold that answer too much uh he and uh carrie coon oh that's a that's a bad last name uh carrie coon who plays as the mom they were both placeholders but for what it's worth they did a, a pretty very damn much good a, job a passable yeah. job yeah oh and of course i'm only gonna mention uh, there's a, the black girl that uh trevor's trying to bang her name is lucky is uh celeste o'connor and i only bring that up because basically they're a version of winston not because she's black out of all of them she's the realist yes that's why she's more like a Winston. Also, she gets the least amount of screen time for a Ghostbuster. Also, <laughs> it's also a Winston classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Winston, it's great that you're here. Black people, it's great. Now get your black ass back in the back, boy. <laughs> So, you know, it's just... But hey, he wasn't Winston, Eddie Murphy, though. He wasn't Eddie Murphy. Ernie Hudson needs a check. Ernie And Ernie Hudson was Ernie the first Hudson person was. to tell you, I need a fucking check. Look, man, look. When I went to BotCon one year and he was there, they weren't even asking him mm-hmm. about his voice acting on the animated series that they currently had. Asking him about how was it to be a Ghostbuster. So you're at a freaking Transformers panel and you're mm-hmm. asking him a Ghostbuster questions. Hey, Ernie Hudson just wants to cash his fucking check. Now, Ernie, I mean, everybody loves Ernie, man. Everybody loves Leave Ernie. Leave the man alone. So now, just like with the first one, it starts off with small instances of paranormal. Uh, the Ghostbuster team kind of stumbles their way through it. And then once they see the final boss, which is way over their pay grade, they all come together yep. to defeat the final boss with the original three cast members coming back. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Erner Hudson. They all come back. Uh, also, a nice scene with uh, Annie Potts. She shows up. She looks amazing. Who man. has aged very nicely. Good for her. Good for 
for her. She aged very nicely. I, I, I I'm very to, happy with I, her. You know, I rarely cry during movies. You know, you gotta gotta man up sometimes. But people don't understand the the bad blood that went behind the scenes with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis to get Ghostbusters three. And I remember mm. back in the day when Spike TV was a thing. I mean, uh-huh. it's still around, but it wasn't like the thing. Remember, it wasn't worth anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, Spike they carted out Bill Murray out in a Ghostbusters outfit. Yeah, Ghostbusters three was gonna be coming out soon and this was like 2006 and the clock kept rolling on and nothing kept happening Mm -hmm. seeing one of these final scenes with uh spoilers all four of them on screen legitimately exactly how it is in real life brought a tear to my eye did you know i'm sorry this just caught my eye when i was in indb and i saw um i saw this chick's name uh amy Amy potts did you know she was in a movie with mark hamill called corvette summer and if i look at the synopsis here it says a high school grad and a hooker in training tried to track down his stolen corvette well, she looks cute there well she's young and like i said she did age nicely but that's just interesting i never knew that there was such a such a movie in existence but you know. a hooker in training yeah so what does that make her a slut that is a goddamn good question ray <laughs> i'm actually shocked that you would have a, a question that that poignant and i'm not even trying to be funny i'm serious that's a good fucking question a slut is just a hooker in training. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, because she's not exchanging, making an exchange for cash at first. She's hmm. doing it for favors. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, they might track me down for slut shaming. So I don't know. All right. So anyway, they do all get together in the end and they banish the darkness. You know, they get rid of the other ghosts. Happy ending, roll credits. And of course, you have the special scenes at the end, which I won't mention. Go watch the movie. Yes, the stay for the done. two. The two. Yeah, one right before the credits and one all the way at the end of the credits. Yes. You got to you gotta stay. You got to work. You got to earn it. You have to earn it. You got to stay to the end of the credits. It's very good. Let's break. Let's break this thing down. Now, I had some stuff I wanted to point out, but you want to start by asking me what my favorite seen this yeah yeah because i mean if we go toll for toll for what happens down the road mm-hmm. it'll give away too much because this is slow build for a movie not to give away where that is very predictable because mm-hmm. going in it felt like goonies like if goonies meets yes. ghostbusters and yeah. it's like this is awesome it's a tried and true formula but yes yeah so it's very much of a fun kids movie bringing in that new generation in mm-hmm. at the same time bringing the, the old folks and then if they make a sequel with them cool if they don't make a sequel with them cool as well so it doesn't really matter okay because i was going to save this for a bit later but just because you brought that up i'm going to go into this right now one of the biggest complaints that there was too much fan service and i'm not talking about anime fan service where you see titties i mean too much nostalgia put in there it was if i'm going to be honest this was like a a nostalgia bukkake everything from part one yep that was iconic yeah. They threw in there. Yeah, even some of those uh, YouTube ads, which they put made it live. You saw some of the old footage. Well, not just that. I'm like, you know, Stay Puff was bad. Yeah. And, you know, the overall... But we, we did say spoilers, right? Yeah, we did say spoilers. The enemy they're fighting is is Gozer, the Gozerian. So Gozer's back, you know, the androgynous looking chick. It does feel a little the two, bit... The two dogs that are guarded, the key master... And, and the, the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper, which I didn't... I That's one of my only complaints. It did feel like Star Wars... Wars episode 7 Disney-esque but, but, soft reboot. But not in a complete way. I mean, I def- I'm, I'm going to go over a lot of things I would have changed, even yeah. though I liked it. But the biggest complaint was like, you know, they just put too much 
nostalgic shit in there. Too much iconic shit. It was like all they were doing was just choking it with nostalgia to cater to the fans. Yeah. A lot of reviewers, even my favorite reviewers of all time, Red Letter Media, half in the bag. Even yeah. they were like, yeah, it was fucking too much. It made the movie not good. And I was like, they fucking, after what happened yeah, you to had this to get- IP, you had to stuff it full Wait. of this shit. Yeah. To let people understand, hey, this is what we're doing. We know what you want. Look at all this. Look at like, Remember Stay Puff? Yeah. Remember Gozer? Remember the Ecto-1? Remember all this shit? They had to stuff it full of that shit to get you back. And when you're making... Here's the thing. When you're making a sequel off of a fan favorite, which has not been in theaters for any more than... I'll, I'll use Two decades. Say, yeah. Any, if two it hasn't de- been in theaters three- in more than 20 years, the first one... You have to, not should, you have to stuff it full of nostalgia because that's what's going to bring back. Remember, the original people who watched it are adults now. Yep. They have kids. Yep. They have other people who are special to them. They're going to go watch the movie. You're going to pull your kids, your little crumb crunchers. They're not going to want to go see this shit. You're going to make them go see it. Why? Because of the nostalgia it has for you remember how you felt yeah so you want them nay you're going to force them to watch it because god damn it you're gonna feel like i felt you're gonna fucking like it so sit your ass down and shut the fuck up sit down and then those same kids are gonna force you to buy them fucking ghostbuster toys and you're gonna happily dish out the cash well the kids the kids may not do that because you're gonna buy those fucking toys yourself. Yes, I mean, well, that, that is true. I already put in my order some afterlife shit. You know, you got your proton pack. Yeah, yeah. You got your PKE meter. Well, all that shit. It's all three ninety nine, by the way. Get it has last before the summer twelfth. This is go. not an ad. We were not paid for this. There you go. We should be. Uh, but no, the whole thing is when you bring your kids and you force your kids in to go see that, and your kids are like, okay, okay, you know, this is all right. But my dad is hyping it up so much that I like it more. Yeah, because he's forcing me. To isn't this awesome isn't this awesome well yeah okay yeah 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 i guess it is awesome okay once that's done the very next ghostbuster the one that comes after afterlife you don't need any of the nostalgia yeah because it's no longer at that point from a movie studio perspective it's no longer for you yeah it's for your kids now that last one was to get your ass into the theater because you were going to pull yep. other people in. You're going to pull your kids in. And now that I got your kids, now we make a totally new one with all sorts of new shit, shit that those kids can be tied to. You're yep. never going to, you are never going to stop loving Egon, Ray, yep. Winston. You're never going to stop loving them. They're on so the Hall of Fame see, of Ghostbusters, even right, though they're so only four. So you have the next movie that doesn't have them at all, you may be like, man, I miss Egon. I miss I miss Winston and, and, and Peter and Ray. Your kids are gonna be like man shut your old ass up this non-binary transgender polyamorous chick what's her name that's where it's at she's awesome because because now that the kids are into it you can do some original shit that caters to what they're into in that day and age i don't want to come up with a storyline that may step on the toes on a couple of people because it's based off of a real incident. Mm-hmm. But how about this for a next script? Let's hear it. A rapper is being tormented by a group of ghosts mm-hmm. that died at a concert. That were trampled? And that, well, specifically, quote unquote, trampled. I guess you uh-huh. could say that. Right, right. Go All right. And, mm-hmm. um, and this artist seeks the assistance of the Ghostbusters. And to, thus... To, to, to kill 
a second time yes. to kill the people that were killed at his concert. I don't want to. I don't want to laugh. But you're laughing right now. What, what do you find funny about this shit? It's fucked up. And it, you find fucked up things funny? No. You find it funny these people were trampled at a fucking concert while he when he was singing. You know, at that concert when the people were being trampled, there were people who came up to the stage. Begging him, hey, stop the music, stop the music. People are dying. He told his security to pick them up and throw them off the fucking stage. Back into the people who were being trampled. Shit. So the people who tried to plead for him to stop with his dancing and stop incentivizing the riot with his music. They pleaded with him, Ray. They begged him to please stop. People are dying. And he was like... Get the fuck off my stage, Cracker. And he threw him back out there. You find that funny, Ray? Does that does that does that tickle your insides? Does it like tickle your nutsack? Make uh, you make you giggle like a little leprechaun? I'm <laughs> just I'm just <laughs> saying that his publicist might like this storyline to be able to smooth things over. His publicist would like a story about how he sat there and played a concert that resulted in the death of like five fucking people. And then when it was over, his publicist, not even him, his publicist sent an apology letter, which was basically, yeah, it's fucked up that that happened. I hope y'all take care. As he got on his fucking plane and left. I'm sorry if it was insensitive. I really am. Yeah, you hold in that laughter a bit better than that. You're a real piece of shit, man. You're, you're fucking laughing about it. I'm not you're laughing. You're fucking laughing I about just it. thought that it was an irony based off of a story. You know, learn to read a fucking room, Ray. Okay, That I'm was uncalled for. You need to read the room. Okay. Fucking bodies are still warm. The bodies are still fucking warm, Ray. Look, look, and look. You're sitting here talking about, wouldn't it be great... If they were still alive in some sort of a corporeal form, so they can be zapped, zapped and put right back in fucking cages again. <laughs> fucking disgusting, this guy. Fucking disgusting. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about before you brought up all those people that died in that tragic accident? Look, I'm just saying um, it would have been a decent storyline. And, you know, that was it. I'm just trying to create something out of, out of real life, thrown right back into, into a science fiction. Man, if you were a movie executive, you you'd be so fucking canceled. <laughs> I mean, they could try to they could try to cancel us, but it wouldn't work because we don't give a shit. It's like you know, I'm gonna make sure no one ever listens to your show again. Like what? All five of them? What the fuck you talking about? Our podcast got the same amount of listeners that podcast got. Yeah, I mean, like, all our all our listeners came from China until they fucking brought down the wall. <laughs> yeah, I think I. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's that's my fault. We lost a lot of yeah, Chinese I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah. I, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned that there was this Chinese politician who abused me sexually, and oh. after that, it's like everything just went dead. It was yeah. like radio silence. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I, I sent the letter saying I'm fine. No one abused me. Everything is okay. But still, our Chinese yeah. listeners didn't. You uh, know, didn't our, our Indian listeners that are trying to learn English are yeah. still gonna stick with us. I, I I taught that Indian guy to say "fuck your mama," you know, and he really didn't. <laughs> He didn't want to say the word fuck. Mm. We spent so much time with him. Oh man, you guys got to listen to our uh, our uh, yeah our live shit. Our goes, live feed. Our live sometimes. shit goes off the chain. Sometimes yeah, goes yeah. off the wall. But sorry, let me pull it back a little bit. So I said, when you have something that someone hasn't seen in over two decades, you have to pump it full of nostalgia to bring the original people back 
And then after they've come back, yep. okay, we're now starting over again in year one. Yeah. Now you can make newer, New stuff. more creative stuff. Yeah. Now, an example, how the exact opposite, yeah. it goes wrong. Hey, man, someone told me this. Yeah, but what about Star Wars The Force Awakens? All that was, because this was essentially... Doing the this, same thing. This almost. was essentially, this Ghostbusters was essentially, you know, a remake of, of the first one. of the first one, yeah, because it was the same thing. Yeah, them stumbling into how to do this. You fire, you you fight the Gazarian. It's all the same shit over. Yeah, and he's like, yo, Force Awakens basically did the same thing. Why didn't that work? I said, well, even if I discount all the the SJW feminist horse shit that they choked into that movie, yeah. even if I factor that out, number one, Star Wars is not something that hasn't been around for two decades. With there, nothing. There's not been one month that goes by where you're not going to either have a Star Wars comic, a Star Wars cartoon, or book, a Star, Star Wars book, Star Wars video games, the fucking, you know, the last Star Wars movie before Force Awakens was only like, what, seven years prior? It was the, the Return of the Sith or whatever. You had decades of it's content. Like, yeah, you, you've tons of fucking, no one has forgot what the fuck Star Wars is. So when you come out, it's like, hey guys, here's episode four all over again. It's like, motherfucker, I just saw episode <sighs> three, which is really episode six, a couple years ago. Why the fuck you giving me what's essentially episode four all over again? And not only that. It's like, people are smart. They're reading the fucking timeline. It's like, okay, shouldn't Luke be like an older guy, you know, tempted to go towards the dark side and have well, all this well, other shit? Well, see, that's not re- that's That is part of the problem, but I think you're interpreting it wrong. Remember how I said, yeah, and when you bring it back, you chuck it full of nostalgia so you can get the kids in. And they, they redid episode four which was wrong and then on top of that they took all the nostalgia put it in there and fucking killed it yeah they did kill it and i'm like yo why did why did you do that why why did you kill that off because i don't want them i want their kids to be in it I'm like yeah but these kids never saw this shit before yeah which is why i'm killing it it's like you didn't have to kill it just show them some new shit all you did was alienate all the fucking people that showed up because you're using this Is IP. It? Yep. The whole point, if I were in a film class, or not not film, business. Okay. If I were in a film business class, what I would stress over and over and over and over, at least once a week, the sole purpose of an IP is to get people in the theater. The IP won't make your movie good. Yeah. The IP won't guarantee that they'll like the movie. All the IP does is get them in the fucking theater. You know how many fucking Marvel movies I did not want to fucking see? Yeah, quite a few, I actually. went to see them because I was part of the fucking expanded universe. I gotta there's this one marvel movie i'm excited about and all this shit's gonna have something to do with it so i have to go and and look at this shit just like when i used to fucking collect comic books when there's oh a big world changing arc is going to involve all they did that once many times man whenever that happened you know what i would do is i'm holding the book fuck because now i'm gonna buy all this shit shit. yeah you gotta like i gotta buy books i don't even fucking care about because they're all in this fucking arc until it starts being bad like marvel had that check to spend that with every single person until they started doing that woke shit and they started with the Captain Marvel thing. Yeah, when they when they when, when, turn her into a dude basically. Yeah, they were batting a thousand 
And then now they're not even batting a thousand no more. Fucked up. So I used to like Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel, not Captain Marvel. Yeah. I used to actually like Ms. Marvel, but I, I digress. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the whole point of IPs. And with Ghostbuster, it did its fucking job. Yep. It got people in, it force fed them nostalgia. And every single person who was a fan of the original Ghostbusters, I would bet money. Every person came out there happy as shit. I, I, was, know, I, I was I I was ecstatic. I was like, yo, that's 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 dope. I, I, that's dope. I was crying because hey, let's let's Stop by the model shop. I want to get next to one real quick. Yeah. yeah I was crying only because of, you know, seeing them four back again on screen, even yeah. though, you know, three of them were alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, yeah. I mean, that's, I loved, you know, I loved the pacing of it. Yeah. The pacing was good. There's a few things I would have tweaked. Yeah. Not too much. The either. Ivor Shandor explanation a little bit more. Well, to learn be, more about him a little bit. What, here, here's something I would have tweaked. What I did not like. And we've already said spoilers, guys. We're going to spoil the shit out of this. Freaking Ray Stans, Egon's granddaughter, Penelope. She's in jail. She's like, I get one phone call. All right, fine. She calls Ray up at his bookshop. He he basically diarrheas all over the phone talking about what happened. This is the exposition. Yeah. Because you want to know, what the fuck happened? Where's yeah. the Ghostbusters and that? And he says how, okay, things are going good, but money got tight. And then out of nowhere, Egon, Egon starts talking about, hey, it's the end of the world. We got to stop this ghost or whatever. But we were like, look, man, we got to keep the business afloat. We don't have time to listen to this. So Egon took all of their shit, threw it into the fucking Ecto-1, and left. And when he did that, he pretty much fucked their business. Yeah, they had to disband. Everything had to shut down. And on the surface, I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. If any one of the Ghostbusters were to say, hey, uh, there's something about to happen that could end the world. Yeah. Every one of them would stop and hear what he has to say. They've stopped it from happening twice. Yeah, twice. Something that could destroy the world has happened twice. Yeah. Already, which they stopped. Why would they not listen to Egon? Yeah. Saying that. So it doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, we couldn't listen to Egon or whatever. What I would have done. Okay, I'm putting on my, my suit jacket. I'm an, I'm an executive right now. Okay, okay. I'm an executive at Sony. Here's what would have happened. Okay, they're high off of their success from defeating uh, Vigo. Yeah. Vigo. Vigo. Swatting a fly is you. you know, when that happened, because of that, New York City decided we cannot let something like this happen again. You guys are on our payroll. But being on their payroll meant a... A shitload of bureaucracy and a lot of levels of managing a business yeah. that they weren't ready for. Yeah. You know, they were like, yeah, uh, you know, OSHA Peter, shit. Yeah, OSHA shit, stuff like that. Peter Vankman had a stroke, and because he had a stroke or a heart attack or something, they all demanded, you know, we love you like a brother, and that's why we're saying this, you're off the team. We yeah. can't, we don't want to lose you. Yeah. And Peter Vankman was so upset that they were like, look, stay on and keep doing all the city shit and the paper shit and all the you know dealing with osha and all that type of shit he was able to do that because he did the politics he was yeah. the pr guy yeah he was so upset said fuck you guys and he left and he was like yeah to this day peter still doesn't speak to me he, he said i betrayed him by us saying he needs to get off the team yeah between the three of us you know keeping ahead of all the policies and this and that plus we were losing lots of money because there were no ghosts and yeah. the city was talking about maybe shutting it down maybe shutting it down going back on a deal I had to appeal to the city but me and Egon aren't really good at that and yeah. then to make matters worse 
me and Egon, when we went to have our official thing with the city, Egon had, in quotations, an episode. Something happened. Okay. He went he, off his, the handle. His eyes the... rolled into the back of his head. He started talking about end times and, and started saying stuff that didn't make any sense. We had to rush him to the hospital. That basically shit on our reputation because they're like... These people are fucking insane. Yeah. So between me and Winston trying to salvage what's left of the business, Egon was just losing it. We actually had plans to have him checked into an institution. He's a, he's a, I love him like a brother. Yeah. He's my best friend, but I couldn't help him because I, I had to choose between him and the business. Everything was falling around yeah. around me. What was I supposed to do? So me and Winston made a plan to check him into institution an because all all he would do was ramble about the world coming to an end. His wife couldn't get through to him, you know, and she's with child. She just got pregnant. Everything was collapsing around us. So we were going to have him placed in the mental facility until we could stabilize things here. And then we go back to him. The very next day when we were going to go and confront he him. He grabs all the shit and leaves. Very next day we show up. Fucking car is gone. Some of the proton packs are gone. Uh, every ghost trap we had was gone. He, he fucking cleaned us out. He took all of our shit and left. That makes a and, little bit more sense. And she'd be like, and what, because of that, you never spoke to him again? You hated him because of that? I don't know where the fuck he is. I have no idea. We didn't, we never put like a tracker on the car. It didn't seem like something that was necessary. Yeah. If he doesn't call me, I have no way of knowing where he is. His wife hasn't heard from him since. He has a wife and a kid. No one knows where he is. He's just, fuck, he just lost his mind. And left. And fucking disappeared. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that would explain. But that, that would make that's it. Why, e- that's why they never spoke with Egon because Egon disappeared and never told him where they were going because he went nuts. They haven't spoken to Peter because Peter refuses to talk with him because he feels like they fucking betrayed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it basically crumbled from within. And the wife is like, yeah, my daughter never grew up knowing her dad because he just fucking took off. But, you know, in the movie when she goes into his little office, she sees all these clippings. It's like he was actually keeping track of me while I was doing stuff. And what I would have had them do, anyone who mentioned Egon when they were in the town, yeah. if they said, oh yeah, my, my dad's Egon. Like, oh, you mean the dirt farmer? Yeah. I would have had each of them say some sort of a crazy story of something. Yeah, he came into town once covered in cow guts. And I said, what the hell is going on? And he said something about warding off phase five eco something or other. I don't know what the hell he was talking no, about. No, no. We tried to get him to calm down. I would have... Every like someone would be like, yeah. One day he ran through the city with no pants on, and he wrote some weird symbols <clears throat> in his own shit on the side of the library. The sheriff was gonna bust him for it, but instead we just took him home. You know, we we just kind of felt sorry for him. Every time someone would say a story, I would make the grandkids get more and more embarrassed to say that he was a grandpa. So it would seem like so you get the idea. Egon had just completely yeah. lost it. He never talked to anyone in town. He was just there was no trace of our Egon in yeah. there. He was gone. But then, the girl goes below the barn, and guess what she finds? All the clippings of her growing up. Egon was still in there somewhere, yeah. trying to keep track of his little girl. Yeah. Trying to keep track of all the stuff he missed. Deep down in there, Egon was still there, even though he had gone crazy because of this, this premonition he had. Yeah, It drove him nuts, but there was still enough of him there because he loved his daughter. He loved well, his little girl. Well, that, well, that, well, that would be kind of That nice. would be much, much better. So yeah. if Egon was like, hey, guys, there's a serious ghost here. Come on, Egon. We don't want to hear about some ghost. We're busy. Like, you're the fucking Ghostbusters. You, 
save the world twice yeah. from ghosts. It just doesn't seem believable. Yeah. And they won't talk to him about this threat to the point where he just takes all their shit and leaves. It doesn't make sense. I would say he went crazy. Yeah. He went crazy and he took their shit and left. And I love, you know, all the stuff he had set up. I'd say, yeah, even though he's crazy, I would still say, yeah, he was building proton packs. Because you see, he had those proton packs set up inside to stop the fucking guy from coming in. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was that was fucking great. But you know what I just realized? I didn't tell you. You were asking me what was nitpicking about it to me. What what was nitpicking to you? Was there something in the movie you didn't like? No, I liked a lot of mostly everything. I just felt like I didn't get enough time with the kids oh. as much as as much as I wanted to. Uh, okay, because reason- once it hit the proper gear, that's maybe like thirty minutes into the movie, it kept speeding up and speeding up, and it was a, a really good ride all the way through the end. The one thing I kind of was hoping to have it, this may sound cheesy. Okay, is some of like the how the old Ghostbusters had their modern music that was paired with the movie itself so i just kind of miss not having that but even though these aren't typically the branded ghostbusters i was fine with it okay okay i can i can go with that you know you know how like ghostbusters 2 had you know Mm -hmm. bobby brown and they had that that rap feel even though they're not in the middle of they're not in the city it really wouldn't make any sense but i was just kind of missing some of that Dougie Fresh. I will have to say what's easily the best part of the movie is once they were in the car yeah. chasing the ghosts. Yeah, that was the and best. And they were doing all the ghosts. I was like, they're back. This is the, give them the uniforms. This yeah. is new Ghostbusters. I was like, there's only three of them. We need one more. And then, of course, you got the black chick. And yeah. I was like, there you go. There you go. That's the, that's the, I was like, I will watch a movie right now. Ghostbusters part four. Uh, Ray is mentoring these kids. Ray is teaching these kids how to catch ghosts. Like, they'll be like a shitty ghost. Like, their first ghost was a shitty ghost. It ate metal and shit. Yeah. And it tore up half the city trying to get it. And while they're fighting the ghosts, I'd have Ray just standing there, leaning against the wall, eating an apple. Oh, oh look at it. It's getting away. And the ghosts would be wreaking havoc like they nearly die like twice. You know, and Ray will be like, yeah, you might want to uh, aim that thing to the left. You know, in case it goes around to the left and gets behind you. You know, she'd be yelling, I got this! I got this! And the ghost goes around the left and gets behind her, like slimes the shit out of her and picks her up and throws her like out the window or something. (laughs) And Ray's just sitting there eating his apple. Crunch. Told you. And he's just sitting there like, yeah, I've been through all this shit. And then let's say at the end, they all fuck up. And the ghost shoots out the window. And now the ghost is about to leave. And you see the proton beam go through the window and catch him. And start pulling the back. You see Ray with one hand holding the proton gun. It's like, yeah, get the trap out. Because the other hand has the apple. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, get the trap out. <laughs> it's like, you guys got a lot to learn. And I'm going to show you guys. That that would be fucking awesome. And it would just like, you know, and it'll get to the point where something happens. And Ray is constantly like, you guys aren't ready. You guys aren't ready. You guys aren't ready. Something happens that takes Ray out. Maybe he gets captured or something. Yeah. And they step up and save the day them fucking selves. And when they come out, it's like, well, guys, you did it. There's only one thing left to do. What's that? We get a strut. And they all start doing the walk wearing their Ghostbuster outfits. Walking down the street and someone plays some music. Dun, dun, dun. And then just walking. That would be fucking awesome. I would you would have none of the original Ghostbusters, nothing yeah. but the new team. Yeah, new team, yeah. And I would fucking eat that shit up. That would be fucking great. Yeah. But you can do that now. Yeah, yeah, now because, you can do because that. Because you 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 gave yourself this as the foundation, and now you can do that. But I can absolutely see these four kids yeah. as the new Ghostbusters. A brother, sister, her best friend, who's some sort of a weirdo, and the black girl who's the love interest of the guy. Yeah. You've got all the diversity. Yep. You've got 
50-50 sexual ratio. You, you've got everything yep. you can need. It's good to go. Yeah, and then... You know, fucking let it go. And I, I guess everybody's just complaining that, you know, Phoebe uh, couldn't beat the Gozer by herself. She shouldn't have. Well, I will say... And I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, no. She's going to beat her by herself. And that's what I was thinking. And I was glad. And I was like, I was glad. Okay, there's no way she's holding the stream. She's yep. like, what, 12 years old and she's exactly. holding the fucking stream like this? Exactly. And I was like, when I saw Egon, I'm like, yo, that is it, fucking... You? Yes, I, I did. I teared up. I was like, I'm that is to fucking it, dope. His ghost came back to help her because his ghost was here, there the whole time. I maybe, maybe would have changed one thing when she was firing the thing. Instead of showing the whole ghost, you see her hand and I would have had his hand come over, over her hand. So his hand is her hand is like in his yeah and you see his other hand go on there the show is steadying it and it's like oh his ghost is, you never saw him yeah but his ghost is is there you know and i would have had the other ghostbusters when they're shooting they would turn to the left and they get this look in their face like what the fuck you know fucking yeah. eon's back you know the the team is back together Yeah, but you had to get it on camera though yeah i i get that one other thing i would have did which would have been sad yeah you know i what i would have done is when they hit the trap to suck egon the in, egon would have been sucked in egon there yeah because it didn't make any sense to me that he was a, a he ghost was there yeah and he didn't get sucked in, into the trap yeah that's one of the things i was like he's getting sucked into the trap that he's gonna and literally is, you get up. sucked into the trap that's if two it. ghosts go in there that's it yeah they're now one completely different ghost so egon is gone yeah you you can never get egon that's back what again. i that's one of the things that i was like that doesn't make any sense because he's still a class one uh specter a specter yeah so he should be going in there too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, they, they, uh, they. By the way, they explain that in the cartoon, kids. Yeah. If two ghosts get sucked into a trap, they become a new ghost. You can't split them up. Right. That ghost that was there is gone. When the uh, containment unit is opened up, they get all these new, different variety of ghosts that they mm-hmm. have to they have to take down. All right, let's rate this thing. So you know what? There's so much more I want to say about this, but you know what? Let's go ahead and review it. Now I'm gonna go first. In all honesty, walk in there watching it walking out easy full price yeah but for something made by someone who's passionate not just about the movie but about my faith in the movie they're passionate about how i love the movie which was you know ivan reitman he was the original director and his son jason reitman came in and everything from start to finish from top to bottom everything about this movie was an apology letter to the fans i don't give a fuck what anybody says and it was good and honestly people should be rewarded for that for that reason i think this would go from full price so i want it inside me okay i because i do it's great well i'm gonna give this a high full price okay i teared up it almost lands in that category i could watch it every time it's on only because there's probably things they nudged in the background that i wasn't paying attention to i'll watch it every time it's on just for the ecto-1 scenes anytime the ecto-1 is on that was a true star there Mm -hmm. the ecto-1 was a fucking character in itself but i'm sure there's subtleties in this film like all the book stuff Stacking, homage to the first movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Book like stacking said, straight of, all the way up. Plenty of fan service, yep. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a high full price. So this is a low, I want it inside me. Yeah, okay, that's fair. A low, I want it inside me. Very fair, Ray. Very fair. Uh, before we go, though, I would like to go to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is like the gag reel of every fucking episode of this. Yes, yes. Because at first, it was just completely shit on. Hold on here. 
Because at first, Jesus, what this the was, fuck? What? The rating is so skewed. It's not as badly skewed as we've seen in a lot of ways. Because the audience score of 6,000 plus people is a 95%. And the critic score is 63%. Now, dragging its feet. They're fucking to dragging be fair, feet. to be fair, I remember when it came out, the critic score was like 20%. Yeah. Okay? We all knew why that was. But as time went on... I think as more of the lesser known critics got in and also some critics actually gave a shit about their credibility because remember you can shit on this movie because you know it's not woke enough it's not like the 2016 but remember this is still a movie by fucking Sony you're at the end of the day you're still shitting on a Sony movie you're shitting on their IP okay they want to make money you know the, they would like it for, to, for it to be this woke shit well no the director of the woke shit would like for it to be woke shit. The stockholders want to make fucking money. And I think because of that, a lot of people came around and they changed their rating. So now 63% tomato, 95% audience score. But I want you to hear one of these negative reviews from a professional, I use that in quotes, <laughs> professional movie reviewer. Oh my God. Uh, from something called The Movie Cricket. I don't know if that's a site or something. Actually, let me see here. I don't know if that's a newspaper or... Yeah, I don't fucking know. It's just called The Movie Cricket. And this guy's name is Sean P. Means. And this this summarizes the Hollywood industry in a nutshell. So listen to this. <clears throat> the 2016 version, those fans declared, ruined their childhood. But Ghostbusters Afterlife does something worse. It traps those fans within their arrested childhoods, giving them everything they want and nothing they didn't expect. So basically, you're saying to give your customers the people who give you fucking money giving them what they want is the problem and giving them what they expect is the problem now why would you say that because you have contempt for your fucking audience oh oh, oh here's here's one even which worse. is the, the crux of the 2016 ghostbusters read read brandon zachary's which comes from the cbr Let read that well the cbr is oh god they're sjw is shit comic book resources oh my god you gotta read it i don't know what the fuck it is a litany of unnecessary fan service and a bloated plot to hindered otherwise a fun adventure story that dives into the ghostbusters legacy mm-hmm so yeah, giving people things that reinforce this IP, which is all they came to see anyway. Oh, no, that's a problem. Oh my god. And here's the last loaded fans. Here's the last one I saw here. Mm -hmm. Freaking from Sean Edwards from Fox 4, Kansas City. Oh Jesus. Whether it's a reboot or a continuation, did we need another Ghostbusters movie? Oh, now no. another Ghostbusters movie is a problem. Not with, not when it was 2016. No, we needed a Ghostbusters movie then. But once that movie bent its dick around and fucked its own ass, do we really need another Ghostbusters movie? Well, Fuck apparently, you. apparently you hit the link and it takes you to his actual view. Well, I don't see that shit. Yeah. Neither do I, but still. All right, so there we go. We get we got our score. We'll hit the people with the information, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't forget to visit us on our website, g2ta.net and gotalkabout.com, and don't forget to subscribe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Man, we got to do a Christmas movie, man. Do we? Yeah, we got to do one. All right, yeah. We'll do one, one next week. We'll do one next week. Okay, all right. Find one, we'll do a Christmas one. Yeah. I, I saw one with the Doogie Hauser MD on there. Is it about them fucking dudes? No, 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 no. Is it no. about them pretending to be straight? Well, possibly, but they don't ah. show his partner. They don't show his partner. They only show, uh, you know. Nice. 
All right. Him by himself. All right. Show show me a trailer when we're done. All right. Cool.